0: The Bulldog radio podcast.
1: The Ferris State Bulldogs
0: have upset the nation's number two ranked team. Wide open, Taylor is going to take this one to the house, touchdown Bulldogs!
1: Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the Most Valuable Sports Podcast. Brandon Worth joining here live, whether you're on WBRN 1460M 107.7 FM or on any of our podcast platforms on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Music. We welcome you here into this show, the latest and greatest in Ferris State, athletics, analysis, and more. Brandon, we joining you here solo today. Rumor has it Joe Nagy is stuck in a snowbank somewhere, so we're going to make this quick so I can go try to help dig him out before the next week's episode, but certainly have a great slate on deck here for this episode. Antonio Venuto, Matt Slick, two Ferris State hockey players stop by to talk about the Senior Day regular season finale against Lake Superior State, as well as we'll get into the Ferris State rundown. As well as break down all of the matchups coming up in Fair State Athletics. Rumor has it, it's championship weekend. We'll get into that as well as a debate to finish out this show covering the best snow day sports activities, one that was pretty much hand selected by mother nature for this crazy weather we got going on. I know I had to stay outside for about five minutes today, scraping off my car before making it into the studio and prayers, everybody on the roads. I know last night in Big Rapids area, especially was definitely an adventure getting to and from town. So hopefully everybody's staying safe. I know school has been closed for a lot of local schools around the area. And I'm sure all fellow students like I, once was extremely pleased. So we'll debate some of those best activities here at the end of the show. But first, the Ferris State rundown before we get into the interview with Antonio Venuto and Matt Slick, we have a whole slate of Ferris State athletics on deck this weekend. It starts on Thursday, which will be a couple days after you guys are listening to this live. Davenport will be hosting the Bulldogs in basketball in the GLIAC regular season finale week. So starting off against the Panthers going to be a fun game that is tipped off 530 and 7 o'clock coming up um, from Caledonia on last Thursday as well as softball is in action this weekend all throughout this weekend at the Lewis Dome Invitational. I believe six to eight games the team is playing in Lewis to try to pick up some regular season momentum moving into spring break's trip to Florida. Ice hockey will be at home this weekend against Lake Superior State. Ferris State fighting for home ice. There's still a chance and they need six this weekend against the Lakers of Lake State. Those games on Friday, 7.07 puck drop, as well as Saturday at 5.07 for those two games, as well as indoor track and field will be taken off from University Center in Saginaw. It's the GLIAC Indoor Championships this weekend. We'll break down all of those rankings as well as pre-meet coverage here coming up soon later on the show, as well as basketball, the big one, Allendale against Grand Valley State. Those games, one o'clock, three o'clock tips. So likely when you hear this show live, especially on the radio, might be going on right now, but we'll break down all those so you can get that information or you go over and check out those results. And then as well, we got got some more coming up next week, which we'll preview on next week's show. So make sure you subscribe wherever you're at on WBRN or on any of our podcast platforms. So you don't miss a thing when it comes to this show, but without further ado, we got an interview to swing it over to with Matt Slick and Antonio Venuto. Now join in studio, Fair State hockey players, Matt Slick and Tony Venuto Stop by guys. Welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, for
1: sure. Big weekend coming up, obviously, last regular season homestand. What are you guys looking forward to facing the Lakers this upcoming Friday and Saturday?
0: Just a bounce back weekend for us. I think we have a bad taste in our mouth after uh, what happened last weekend at Northern. And uh, obviously we're headed into the playoffs. So we want to we want to go into next week with a good feeling and uh, start the postseason off on the right foot. So we're just bouncing back and uh, getting a good feeling back in our dressing room.
2: Yeah, I'd kind of say the same thing as Matt. It was just kind of one of those weekends last weekend where we didn't play well for both games, and we're just looking to come out Friday night and uh, do something good for the fans here.
1: Absolutely. No, obviously um, for you, Antonio, been born with this program a while now in your third year. Uh, just talk about being able to really come through this program and just seeing the development of the team, especially from the COVID year where uh, it really was going looking like downhill, but you guys have really revived it. What's been really the the keys to help build this thing back up and start to win again?
2: Yeah. I mean, coming in our freshman year, it was a, it was a rocky year. I mean, not winning a game is really tough on everyone, but We've kind of had an upward trend here as I've been here for the last three years. So, I mean, I guess it's just coming to the rink every day with a good attitude and guys buying into the program. And that's really helped us and our uh, older guys with the leadership and everything like that has really uh, played a big part in our success this year.
1: For sure. And Matt, especially for you coming in as a as a graduate transfer from Holy Cross, what originally drew you to this program and decided to be a Bulldog?
0: Yeah. I remember the, the national, the, the, the trip they had to the national championship against BC. I was kind of the first time I ever remember hearing about Ferris and then always oh, kind of stuck with me as, uh, as I kind of got older and then ended up staying at East. So when, uh, the COVID year presented itself, uh, it's kind of looked at the options and Ferris presented a u- unique opportunity for me to kind of go somewhere I've never been and play against a bunch of schools I've never played played against before. So that was it for me. And then uh, just it's a storied program and with a, with a storied coaching staff. So it was kind of the perfect storm. Absolutely. And you guys have had a really phenomenal season and especially a lot of great
1: moments. I'm sure you guys probably have plenty. But when it comes to the season as a whole, what's been the favorite memory um, that's been off reason memory? I'm assuming Mankato is probably up higher on the list.
0: Yeah, I'd say Mankato's up there. I mean, the only guys that believe that we were going to sweep that weekend were the guys in the locker room. And, And obviously the history that Ferris has had there over the last couple of years has kind of been a little daunting. So it was good to get that bounce back win, but it's also hard to overlook the Michigan State win at the GLI. That was a big one for the program too.
2: Yeah, I'd say the GLI was definitely like a big point for us during the season. And then to go back on him with Mankato, I mean, think the last time they were swept at home was 2012. So it was something huge for our program and uh, put us in the right direction for the rest of the year.
1: Absolutely. And with the dynamic of the team, obviously um, I've been able to see in the locker room a couple of times and I know you guys love to keep it, like love to joke around. And we've had guys like Blake on the show as well as Brad. Uh, but what's been like that experience that you've had here at Ferris State with the guys in the locker room and especially for you, Matt, here in your first year, um, as opposed to maybe even the, the, the
0: club teams that you played on years past, even high school teams and stuff like that. I think it's just a close group, uh, guys aren't afraid to to push each other's buttons, but uh, when it's time to get to work, it, you know, we put the work boots on. So it's, it's been a really good dynamic and I think we have a pretty good class of older guys. So when things maybe get a little too loose, there's a bunch of guys willing to step up and kind of take charge and get us on the right track. So it's been a really, a really fun year, especially for me coming here. It's one of the closest teams I've ever been a part of. So Definitely thankful for it. And, uh, you know, we're still looking forward to extending the season for as long as we can.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would just say we just have a really close group of guys here. I mean, we have a lot of upperclassmen on our team right now. And I think that kind of helps guide the the underclassmen and the younger guys on the team to kind of follow in our footsteps and do the right things out there.
1: Absolutely. And especially for your position group as the forwards, Antonio, I mean, you'd see a lot of these older guys that have really stepped up. I mean, Jason Branshaw's had a huge year. Um, You see guys like Brendan McLaren that have made huge strides as well, fellow captain. Uh, But when you see like that group, especially you guys have been there since day one together, been on the same line since day one. Uh, What has that been like just being able to grow a relationship with those guys? And you now just see the huge development you guys have made, especially as the top line for this team offensively.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's definitely great to see Branch like he uh, he kind of struggled through a couple of years before, but now it's just really good to see him like, you know, get into his stride, find his game. And the same thing with uh, Brendan. I mean, he was a he was a forward for the last couple of years and they transitioned him to D and he's kind of he's kind of really taking his game into that defense area and he's uh, excelling in it right now. So it's good to see.
1: Absolutely. And especially for you, Matt, in the defensive position, this was a team that was very young a couple of years ago, and it definitely showed earlier on in the season. But now you guys have really started to really hit your stride and have played much better defensively over the last couple of years. Just talk about being able to mentor a lot of those younger guys, especially in this year's lineup, as well as really mesh with the guys that have been here overall since day one.
0: Yeah, I think we have a really good dynamic of, of defensemen back there. We're pretty deep. Um, you know, we we're definitely older now. I feel like i, I with me playing with Mac, there's two seniors. And then we got a bunch of juniors. And I think we've done a really good job of implementing the freshmen. So it's just kind of been a team effort. Um, everyone's pulling on the rope and, uh, you know, you know, coughs uh, got us uh, doing the right things back there. So it's been working and we hope to keep it going. Absolutely. And especially coming up against Lake State this weekend,
1: obviously would be huge to get six points. What are some of those key things that you guys must do on the ice on Friday and Saturday in order to get those six points?
0: I think we got a battle just that's been the the message all week is, you know, last weekend was unacceptable with our battle level. So if, if nothing else we're going to show up and we're going to compete. And if we do that, we're giving ourselves a great chance to win. So that's, that's our focus.
2: Yeah. I mean, we just want to go out there Friday night and just, you know, try to get that first one out of the way. If we get that first one on home ice, I mean, it'll be a good, I think it'll be good for us. And like you said, just battling, like we definitely had a, like a less, battle factor, I guess, from the weekend before, and we're just looking to bounce back.
1: Yeah, and I mean, when we come into prep, obviously, and I know we had an episode uh, a year ago, we talked to the McAllian brothers, um, which you know very well. Um, when it comes to superstitions, are those any particular things that you guys like to do in preparation? Because we've heard that college hockey players certainly have a lot of these unique superstitions that they do for games.
0: If you had asked me that my freshman year, I think my answer would have been totally different, but I, I've kind of just over the years have kind of gotten away from the superstitions. I just more just like to show up and play and stay loose. Uh, you know, my freshman year, I was mental about when my sticks needed a very, like all timing stuff. But when you go on the road, it's hard to, to match the timing with being at home and there are too many external factors. So I really don't have any superstitions anymore that, that I had five years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm
2: kind of the same way. I just like to Get to the rank, you know, get my sticks taped and just kind of keep it loose with the guys there before the pre-game meetings and stuff like that. But really just trying to get out there and play is all. Well.
1: Yeah. Has there been any teammates that you guys have seen that have complete opposite? You're like, wow, even you
0: have this as a superstition? Have you ever seen those kind of guys? I know Brad, Brad Merrick shows up to the rank like absurdly early, like I think like four hours before the game. Um, I'm not too sure. I do you know? Yeah. I mean, Steiner, I've just played with him for the last couple of years. I've just picked
2: up. I mean, he... He does a couple of weird things with his pads before the game stares at his gear a lot. So, I mean, it's a, he's a goalie at the end of the day, so he's just trying to get his head right. But the goalies have weird
0: superstitions typically. So
1: yeah, that's what we've heard. And I think it's uh somebody has one with Stein where they, they slap stick on the pads before they go through. I can't remember who exactly it was. We were talking on the show, but certainly interesting all the way around. But guys, thank you so much for your time. One more question for you guys before you go, what's been your favorite thing about being here at Fair state and being a bulldog? You want to take
0: the you want to go first? I was going to say, you take it. All right, I'll, go, for, I'll so. go first. Yeah, I mean, I've only been here for a year, but uh, it's just way different. It was a little bit of a culture shock at first. So the Big Rapids and the town, like I went to a, a private school and it's kind of like a gated community. So like to be like integrated within the, the town of Big Rapids is kind of cool. And you know, we, we've seen the growing fan support. I think that's been the coolest thing that I, I didn't really get much of an experience with my previous four years. It was kind of all students, but You know, you get the support from the town, which is really awesome here.
2: Yeah. I mean, my, I mean, my favorite thing probably is just the guys on the team here. Like we, like we said before, we have a really like close group of guys here and that's something that is really special. And the fans even now joining in late in the season is just really good to see. And I hope they continue to keep coming out for games.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate your time and good luck this weekend.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Huge thanks to the boys for coming on the show. We wished them the best of luck on this Senior Day weekend. Go secure home ice, boys. We're rooting for you. But we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more MBSP after these words on WBRN. Are you a Ferris State student interested in getting into audio production, music, podcasting, or even DJing? Bulldog Radio could be the place for you with plenty of opportunities and hands-on experience within not only these realms, but the marketing and social media opportunities outside. Join us to have your voice heard. No other place than Bulldog Radio. Welcome back here to the MBSP brain and joining you here as we continue our Fair state breakdown. Now in depth with all the matchups coming up this weekend, starting on the ice figured of course, with Antonio and Matt stopping by, we'll make that the first one here on deck Friday, Saturday games against Lake state. Of course, right now sitting tied for fifth in the CCHA standings with Northern Michigan want to try to get up to that fourth spot. If possible, Bemidji state will. Only three points away, so it certainly is possible this weekend. And Bemidji, they got a little bit of a tough test coming up this weekend, of course. And we'll talk about it here in just a second. But the way that Ferris State played last weekend, of course, um, can bring a lot of concerns of their road play um, as of recently. But I think there's a lot of people out there, especially like myself, that... Really aren't too nervous when it comes to um, how they played last weekend because, of course, it always just comes about as a game that certainly you just didn't play your best. It wasn't your best weekend. All teams in any sport almost always have some sort of a, a hiccup or a bad weekend. And that certainly was really, I think, all that this team really saw this last weekend. It wasn't necessarily their best weekend of play, but I'm not concerned that it's going to lay over into senior day. Of course, it's going to be some of the final games, potentially uh, on Engelglabe and ice for a lot of the seniors. Of course, we pray and hope that doesn't happen, uh, but certainly is going to be a fun weekend of hockey on deck. A lot of revenge coming up at play. Of course, Lake State's a team that's always given us some fit. uh, on our home ice over the last couple of years, regardless of how good or bad that they've played before going into that game. Um, But certainly is a lot at stake, especially um, with the CCHA standings. Minnesota State and Michigan Tech will be facing off in Mankato for the rights to the number one spot uh, in the CCHA going into that postseason tournament, as well as Bowling Green, who currently sit in the third overall position are in a little bit of a chase mode, but they got a certainly interesting matchup coming up this weekend uh, where they're in the driver's seat potentially in that upcoming game. They're going to be taking on uh, a pretty solid Northern Michigan team that is really coming in with a full head of steam after uh, taking down us last weekend. And then, of course, Bemidji State, who currently hold the fourth overall spot in the standings, will be going on the road to face a St. Thomas team that has been playing pretty good as of recently. So don't count out the Tommies at home to try to help us play Cinderella and get back in the home ice position, as well as, of course, us and the Lake State will take on each other going on Friday and Saturday. So a lot at stake here, and especially when you look at the comparison of these two teams, you're going to necessarily see a game that might not be as fast as we've seen, especially when we've played teams like Northern Michigan um, and some other teams as well as like Bemidji State at times where they're going to throw a lot of momentum at you. Lake State does like to slow it down a little bit as of in recent memory, if I can recall. So it's definitely going to be a team that's going to try to pick their spots, which I think really plays well into uh, the hand for us, especially in this giant card game that you have with terms of strategy, especially since you're going to have to play some of these teams in uh, only a couple weeks. So um, I think when it comes down to it, I think overall our top lines offensively, even all four lines have been playing fantastic. Might not have shown it this last weekend, but especially going up to that point, you saw the fiery line of Minuto as well as Jason Branshaw, Stepan Pokorny, and especially those freshmen played very solid last week as well. They were certainly a bright spot in those Saturday and Friday performances, but I think when it comes down to it, you look at both these teams and we are definitely the more predominant offensive team. We have the better talent and we have the more frequency to score. And I think that plays a lot into our favor at home this weekend. But we just got to be careful to make sure we stay in our own spot and stay in our own head defensively, lock down, give Giesbrecht and Stein potentially whatever combo that could be that we'll see. uh, Make sure that they see the least amount of pucks on net as possible and give our line some momentum and counterattacks and do what they do for being how talented they are and we hope that we see some spoilers coming up this weekend from St. Thomas as well as Bowling Green help us bump into home ice position so that's going to be a major matchup make sure you can check out the tickets online at fairstatebulldogs.com for more anyway basketball on deck as well Thursday have played Davenport of course uh, right now as we're recording this will be a couple days before um, the game eventually tips off but certainly it's going to be a great game. And of course, one that I think when you look at the standings and the statistics, one that both Bulldog teams are definitely favored in this matchup. Just got to play your game, get back to it. Saw the success against Lake State last weekend, especially that grit. I mean, we saw a fantastic performance on the men's side from Solomon Aragbu with 35 points uh, to lead the Bulldogs. But I think this certainly will be an interesting game against Davenport. Davenport, especially on the men's side, we'll get into the women's side here in just a minute, but certainly have a lot of talented players that like to play very aggressive and like to make plays on ISO on ball situations. So being able to play team ball will certainly be important. The team has really done a great job of limiting turnovers, eliminating a lot of mistakes to give oppositions. The shots. weren't falling necessarily as much this weekend. Well, obviously outside of Solomon, but you certainly can get back to it, especially um, in a different environment. It could just have been a one day kind of thing, uh, but the team's shot very well overall at home this season, which right now in the GLIAC standings, we're right now sitting pretty at the top. And of course, we want to stay that way so we can potentially host the conference tournament and even make a regional bid. Bulldogs aren't too far out of it yet. So they could be in contention to have regional at Wink on the men's side for this upcoming year for March Madness, but certainly going to need some help as well um, to see if we can knock out the top spot in the Midwest region so we can get to that prestigious top mark. But certainly is going to be a fun matchup between all these teams, especially uh, I think you're going to see a lot of talent from Davenport's team overall. They're going to try to play as aggressively as they can. That's what they did to us last year and spoiled the party at Cali. I'm sure they're going to be looking at it again. But if we can hold on to the basketball, stay disciplined, and run our schematics to our offensive peril, then we can be in very, very good shape. Especially also on the women's side, uh, Davenport is a team that certainly uh, can present some challenges. And certainly, um, when you look at that game, I think you're going to see uh, a little bit of the same thing. Obviously, um, Davenport have a couple of great players as well. Um, his really, I think, when you, Brent comes down to it, kind of looking at that game, and we'll get to Grand Valley here in just a second. But uh, Davenport is. Certainly a team that when you look at, especially on the stat sheet, uh, they like to get out and run. They're not the most physical team, and we can certainly beat them on the boards. That's That's an advantage that we have in our arsenal going into that game as well. Um, but I think that it's certainly going to be a game of uh, just certainly being able to stay composed. I think that the team has certainly found some big momentum streaks, and Clay Idoni's had one of the best seasons we've seen uh, from an individual player in quite some time for the Bulldogs. Glad to see her healthy again, Um, but I think when you look especially at the efficiency ratings of these two teams, um, you can see definitely that we have a much better overall flow to the game and are much more disciplined than Davenport, so if we play that way and we can just fill it and be able to make some big stops, we're going to be okay. But Grand Valley is certainly a tough test on the women's side. One of the top teams in the nation, the Lakers are. So that's going to be uh, a tough task ahead, but they have been beaten. They were beat by Michigan Tech earlier this season as well as Lewis, a team that took down the Bulldogs in really a very close game at Wink uh, a couple months back. So I think we're still going to be in good shape. We've seen them once. We've beat GV at Allendale before. We did it last year for the GLIAC tournament title, so we certainly can do it again, and hopefully that would be a huge rivalry win for the Bulldogs, and hopefully the men are able to do the same thing as well. Green Valley State's really been a team that has really improved. I was about to say Michigan Tech was the Also, a team that's been in that category that has improved as well. We took care of them after they upset us up north earlier on this season. So hopefully, we can pretty much do that again, although we beat Grand Valley very, very well um, at Wink earlier on, I think last December when we played that team. Um, But they're going to be at it with a vengeance, and they're a team that's clawed their way up from seventh, I believe, in the GLIAC at one point now into the top four contention. So we got to just play discipline. They're going to try to throw numbers at you. They're going to try momentum swings at home, uh, but just got to stay home, stay disciplined. The offensive talent on this team, Can't say enough more about, but I certainly love what this team's doing on the boards and staying gritty to steal possessions that way. And that's certainly going to be a big test coming up this weekend against a Grand Valley team that offensively has been a lot better as of recently. But they've also made a big emphasis on trying to not turn over the basketball. So if they can do that, that's going to make our job a little bit tougher but I think overall, we have the advantage going into this game. So we hope we see four victories from Bulldog basketball coming up this weekend. We'll recap that as well as preview more coming up next weekend on this show. But anyway, moving on over track and field, we'll be in action this weekend. Myself and my teammates will be traveling to Saginaw for the indoor track and field championships. It's going to be a loaded Absolutely loaded field this year. A lot of regional and national contenders will be at this meet, and it certainly is always going to be seen on the stat sheet whenever you look on TFERS or Athletic.net or any of these ranking sites. It's pretty obvious that there is national contenders individually and team-wise going to be in this Gleak event and that's certainly why I love competing in it. It's the best of the best. It really shows what you're made of and trying to be the best of the conference and one of the best conferences in Division 2 is always going to be fun. So uh, the track's going to be fast. It's certainly looking like um, what we've seen from that track over the last couple of weeks. It's gotten only faster um, our school records have even been broken on that track as of recently as well. Donis Harris broke the mile. The Ferris State mile record at 4.06 for men's was broken on that track just a week ago. So Hopefully we can see some more records as well as big time point scores and medal winners coming this weekend. So you can follow that along Fair State track and field on social media for all that coverage, as well as watch live on flow sports and FlowTrack.com. So a lot of bulldogs in contention. I believe I counted that there's 10 right now sitting in the top eight positions in medal contention already based on the rankings. So going to see, we see a lot of talent to this team and we'll definitely be showing that we have improved in a massive way over the last couple of years. So certainly going to be a fun ride. Can't wait to look for it. It's certainly going to be championship style racing where it's going to be taken out a little slower and it's going to finish hard, but we're certainly ready. We've been tuned up. We've been working on it for a week or two now and we're going to be ready to rock and roll. So finishing out the show, softball in action this weekend at the Lewis invitational. Not necessarily the great start for go or the greatest start I should say um, for Coach Schumann's Squad going one and four in the opening tournaments. But obviously new team, new coach, new philosophy, new season, new games. It certainly is going to take time to get used to, and they're taking on a lot of these good teams um, in the Music City Invitational in Nashville, so certainly understandable in that form, but uh, hopefully we see a lot of great success coming from this team uh, coming up, and especially um, definitely a couple winnable games uh, coming up on deck for this weekend. Five games over in Rosemont, Illinois at the Dome Invitational, Minnesota Duluth, Minnesota State Moorhead on Thursday with Truman, and when Known as State and Minnesota on Friday, and they'll finish it out on the nightcap if you're listening to this here on Saturday on WBRN Walsh in that game will have first pitch at 7 p.m. on Saturday, February 25th. So it's going to be a good weekend for Bulldog Athletics. You can follow along at fairstatebulldogs.ca for more. Finishing out the show here, got a quick hitter list for you debate to top 5 snow day activities, uh, especially with the recent weather. I'm sure some people are probably saying, "You know what? I'm getting sick and tired of watching TV and movies on all these snow days." Which I'll admit, I did that yesterday when my classes were canceled in the evening and I finished my favorite uh, TV series, but that doesn't mean it's necessarily the only thing you have to do on snow days. So here's five snow sports inspired by the sports themselves that you can do that you can enjoy a snow day. So number five is make a snowman. Of course, very original. I get it. But as long as Frosted the Snowman has been a movie, it has been great. How does this do with Sports. It's weightlifting, man. You're making that snowball, and you're going to make yourself stronger. And you got to make three of them, of course. You can do whatever you want as far as necessarily the accessories to the snowman and how you want the eyes and the nose to look and all that sort of stuff, but that is a sports-related because it is all lifting. You're going to get stronger, especially for all those young kids out there that are still developing their muscles. You can get some big guns making some snowmen. Number four on the list is going to be board games. This is one I also did last night on my school snow day in college. It's certainly fun. And why does it relate to sports? You may ask these games like Catan, Risk, Monopoly, their strategy, their mind thinking games ahead of your time. If you're even bold enough, start taking up chess. That's certainly a game that I know I've started to appreciate just how much mental skill, think ahead ability, as well as discipline it takes to be good at those. And that's what you need in all sorts of sports, staying disciplined and getting the job done with the fundamentals is what you need to do as well as have a good strategy moving forward. So that's why board games are number four on my list. Number three, Sledding and snowboarding, and the reason this is not number one is because it is not necessarily as accessible for some people as opposed to myself. I lived on a large farm that had a hill growing up, so I was fortunate enough to have the ability to go outside and sled and snowboard. I know some people that live in town, I know it's hard, and that's why it's not on the list, but if you can, go get a saucer, go get your own step in snowboard, and just go shred it. That's what the snow has been made for, and it's certainly a blast when you get to go head First, full steam, flying down these hills as fast as you can. It is certainly a blast. So, that is number three on my list. Number two is snowball fight. Now, you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, what is number one? I can't wait for you guys to weigh in here. But, snowball fights, of course, you can already know what the sports relatability is here. It's all about the arm, baby, getting the cannon loose letting a perfectly made snowball fly at your best friend in ultimate war style. It's certainly a fun game, and it will never die as long as snow continues to hit the great state of Michigan from now in years to come. Number one on the list. I know you guys have been waiting for this, and you're going to be shocked when I hear this. It's shoveling the driveway. I know you guys probably hate me for waiting this long to put it number one on the list. It's America's Got Talent. You're giving me the X just like this one. Mm. You're just absolutely infuriated. But here's why. It's number one. One... It helps not only yourself, but even your neighbors. You can be a kind best friend. And even if you're lucky, they might pay you for it. So there's one. Two, it's working you physically. That's helping build you that strength. Of course, arm strength, core strength, and even leg strength. It takes leg strength to get those shovel loads of snow out of the way. So it's helping you as an athlete. And the third one is it complements the other two in the top three. Sledding and snowboarding, if you don't have a hill because you're in the town and you need something, you can make it in your backyard. I'm not selling you can make in the street, but if you're risky, you know, if you can do it, or if you need some snow for some snowballs, Hey, you're going to make a fort so you can have an even more epic war. So that's why shoveling the driveway as well as that all encompasses as the best overall snow day activity. You can hate me or you can love me, but you can certainly like, and subscribe. If you love this episode make sure that you tune in next week on WBRN 1460 M 107.7 FM for more. Welcome back to finish out the program before I dig Joe's naggy out of a snowbank. Uh, We're talking NBA standings here a little bit before the break. We talked about the all-star game and how it's kind of fading into that Pro Bowl type of caliber conversation last on the episode that you can check out in the feed below. If you're listening to us here in the podcast platform, which also you guys are the true OGs and we love you. So make sure that you subscribe on as well on social media at the MBSP to follow for more, but looking at some of these trades that have been made and the current... Current conference standings, making a couple bold calls here before we go on what teams are going to do well and what teams are not right now. Of course, the Motown Pistons looking a little bit off track right now, sitting at the bottom of the Eastern Conference, 15 and 44 certainly not going to be the greatest spot when 12 and 27 games back, but it's Wemby or nothing at this point, but there's certainly some other good prospects for not able to get him as well as scoot Henderson. Uh, But Wemby would be the absolute slam dunk, but certainly with the James Wiseman move, he had a good opening day that he had uh, in his opening game from being traded from golden state. Um, So I thought that was really solid. I thought he really played some good minutes. What we're going to do with the rest of the centers, (laughs) I'll trust Troy Reaver for now, but he's certainly going to load up the four and the five spot as much, but we got to need some other positions. So we'll see what he has in mind coming up this offseason in the draft as well. Uh, But some teams I think that are going to make a run or maybe even not quite make a run here um, in the NBA after the trade deadline here in the second half of the season going into the postseason. I right now think that Boston and Milwaukee are the teams to beat. I think they're certainly a very talented, high studded firepower. I really like what I see with the Celtics. I really like the way that their roster is made up. I mean, they got so many talented players on this team, and especially after they traded Kyrie Irving, it looked like they were going to go downhill a little bit. Obviously, you saw Brad Stevens go into a front office role, but they have really found these young guys that can really, really hoop And I think that's what made this team very, very special. Obviously, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are two of the best duos in the NBA, or should say the one of the best duos, one of the best twos guard spots in the NBA. And I'm sure any GM would love that. The addition of Malcolm Brogdon is looking very good. Marcus Smart, one of the predominant defensive players. Derek White doesn't get enough credit uh, when he's healthy. And I think uh, when you look at some of these other guys, Sam Hauser has played really well, former uh, Michigander. I believe he went to Marquette um, for college and as well as his brothers doing really well at Michigan State right now um, considering Joey, but I think you definitely see where uh, you guys have Grant Williams, Robert Williams, when he gets back from injury his team's through the roof. They got veterans also around Mike Muscala that have been helping out in a major way. Blake Griffin, Danilo Gallinari they got um, in a trade and I think that's made that team even better. So I'm assuming them as well as Giannis in that Bucks team with Drew Holiday and obviously Chris Middleton will make some noise and they'll certainly be able to, to score in multitude of ways and get there. I think right now when you look at the Brooklyn Nets, I don't think they're falling as far as people think they will. I honestly don't. I think that with Cam Thomas, the way that he's been playing, he's going to have a huge role in how this team does. Michael Bridges as well uh, has played very well. Cameron Johnson has stepped up really in that trade. Nick Claxton's got a lot of potential. Uh, Obviously, they still have a lot of great players that they've acquired. Um, They're still kind of getting back to their full selves eventually after injury or mental concerns. You know, of course, the Spencer Dinwiddie. uh, Of course, you have some of these other younger older guys as well, like Seth Curry, Royce O'Neal, Dorian Finney-Smith. And then there's still Ben Simmons there, believe it or not. Ben Simmons still does play basketball after this trade deadline, um, which has been kind of crazy to think about. So I think that they will fall. I think they'll finish around the seven or eight. They'll probably have to play in the play-in game, but I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs like all these crazy people are thinking because that's still a really good ball club. They still have a really good coach in Jacques Vaughn. The Cleveland Cavaliers, I think, are a team that could sneak into the top three conversation. I really like the Cavaliers in how this team has really been developed. I think their guard play um, is absolutely dominant in comparison to what people said they were going to have. Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Dominant, dominant backcourt. You have Karis Verd in there. Isaac Okoro is definitely a guy that you can throw in. Um, and then obviously you had rookie of the year candidate Evan Mobley, who's been playing some pretty good basketball. Jared Allen does not get enough appreciation. They did move on um, from Kevin Love, so he's no longer with the Cavaliers as he's now made his way to Miami uh, with Jimmy Buckets, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, um, and the seventh-ranked Heat, who are 10 games back at the top spot right now. But I think the way that Cleveland can shoot the basketball, and I think their playmaking ability, especially defensively, It doesn't get enough doesn't get enough attention. I think that is going to keep them in a top three conversation for a long time. And I think a team that's right now on the way out that might find their way on the back way in. I think right now I think you got to watch out potentially for the Toronto Raptors. As crazy as that sounds, because I know any Raptors fan is just absolutely irate with the lack of really any moves made um, at the trade deadline. But I think they're still. I think they're still in good shape. I don't think that you're going to be panicking necessarily um, with Toronto, obviously with guys like Fred Van Vlate. I think when you have a lot of these other players that they can really insert in there, especially when considering health has been a, a really a problem with this team. Those in Siakam for such a long time um, and I have him on fantasy team. I know guys but you still have really dominant players. Ron Harper, uh, Scotty Barnes. This team has a huge ceiling Ogyanumbi, um, if When he comes back, would will be a really good player. Chris Boucher's been one of the more streaky players that can fill at some nights. Gary Trent's a very solid piece as well Um, as Precious Ochua, They have a lot of potential, and I think once it clicks, I think they're going to make some noise, and they've definitely had a rough go of it so far, but they certainly can. Once they get back healthy and get back to their scheme, I think they're going to be in good shape. But in the Western Conference, uh, I think that there's a couple teams that will shake about uh, and potentially move down. I think Denver's run is very good. I don't think they're going to finish at the top seed, though. I know that they're five games above of Memphis as well as Sacramento but I don't think they're going to be as top heavy as you think they might be. So I think there could be some room for improvement in the West. I think somebody else might take the spot uh, from Denver. Memphis could be the one um, with Jaws back and healthy. And of course that team gets back to early form. Uh, I think the Phoenix Suns, once it gets Kevin Durant back, I think they could be making a run for a top four spot uh, as well as the Clippers. Now with Russell Westbrook, even though that's a good addition, I think that this team's going to get better, but they're going to drop in the standings. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But when you think of it this way, the chemistry is going to take a while. But it's going to be pretty good immediate with obviously Paul George and Russell Westbrook um, and Kawhi, especially when he gets back. uh, I think you'll be in good shape. Uh, But I think when you see how this team is going to be, they're going to be very top heavy. If you stop those guys, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble because they're not as deep as they were originally when they had that Kawhi-Paul trade because they've made a lot of deals. They've shipped Patrick Beverly out and a couple of those guys. So I think they won't be necessarily as heavy um, as a team. I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to be a phenomenal team. I think they're going to finish top four um, as well as I think. I know it's crazy. Yeah. The Golden State's probably going to get into the playoffs. I know, but they're right now sitting at nine, even five hundred twenty nine, twenty nine. 29, I think they finish potentially in the top seven. And I think you see a team like the New Orleans Pelicans that have played very well this year. I think they get overtaken by Portland or the Lakers already in the 12, 13 spot for that final playoff spot. Those are the bold predictions I got for you. Happy NBA second half of the season. Thank you all for tuning into this shortened episode. Make sure you subscribe on podcast platforms whether on Spotify, Apple Music, or Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to this show. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We're looking for feedback, especially you Spotify folks. Make sure you go down to this episode, click on the feedback, and make sure that you let us know what you love about this episode. And we'll bring more of that banger content to you. Subscribe to WBRN as well if you want to listen to these shows live on the weekends, 3 o'clock on WBRN, 1460 m 107.7 FM. Until next time, when I got my boy Joe with me, we'll see you next time on the MBSP. Take care, everybody.